Table, sugar, spice, and everything conspiracy. The first round table of its kind with all ladies. That's right, it's ladies' night. And the feeling's right. Oh, what a night. Yeah. So we will have some random guests come on. We might do it once a month, we might do it twice a month, depending on the popularity. However, I feel like it will be very popular since. We always hear the guys talking, but what about the ladies? Come on. Come on. We got some great topics tonight. So, if you want to come on the next round table for Sugar, Spice, and Everything Conspiracy, you know what to do. Find me on Instagram, cosmic.peach.podcast. So, let's jump into it. It is awesome. I know you're going to love it. And uh, leave some feedback on Instagram. Let me know what you think. Let's do this. everyone you are listening to sugar spice and everything conspiracy the best round table you will ever hear <laughs> so we have on tonight kelly the beautiful kelly with her drops how mm-hmm. are you kelly kelly with Great. the drops my beautiful <laughs> julia so happy to be here and excited about this I am excited too. And we have Shayla with her big hey. pretty eyes. Get out of here, girl. Right. You know, I, I love how you introduce me every time, Julia. I can't stay modest. You always just rave. <laughs> and we have Lola and we are soul sisters because she loves Marilyn more than I do, if you can believe that. It's an obsession. And I don't mind saying that it, it, it goes deep with that one. It goes deep with that. One. That's another show. That's another show. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Definitely. But so how's everyone doing tonight? And how how's life been going with the guidestones getting blown up and everything? Have you guys heard about that? Oh my gosh. It's been all over. See, I'm it's hard for me to buy into anything anymore, even though it's amazing and I want to believe, you know, and especially with it being done the day that, you know, CERN was doing its thing. So it was kind of like God was like, uh, can we cuss on here? Fuck around and find out, you know, but I mean, <laughs> I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I want to believe, you know, me and my magical Pisces brain. I'm like, oh my gosh, it was God, you know, but then you hear, I've you know, seen people like, oh, it's a psyop and don't. So, you know, is everything a psyop these days, guys? Like, that's the question. I was just watching some of the videos that people have. And I mean, it was, they were debating, is it lightning or was it a, a, a direct energy weapon? And I mean, let's be real. It's probably a direct energy weapon. I mean, they're using that shit all the time, way more than we could imagine. So unfortunately, I think that's probably, probably what it is, but I haven't like investigated it myself, except for looking at a couple like short videos, but it's already a lot of people are like, it looks like a direct energy weapon. Right. Yeah. So the, I don't know if you guys listen to the confessionals podcast, but he just went live a few minutes ago and he was like, when a lot of stressful stuff happens and it puts people under pressure and under stress and like everybody's like jumps on the bandwagon of whatever the thing is like right now, the thing is, you know, Roe v. Wade and all that and then Guidestones and then it's this and then it's that and then it's this and it keeps you almost in like a perpetual state of like fight or flight mode because you never know like oh maybe I'll go to the grocery store and somebody will shoot me in a mass shooting or like whatever it's like keeps you stressed out well that's and, the plan you know right right so plan. I don't know if it's necessarily like the event that we should focus on or that the fact that it's multiple things happening like back to back to back to back that just stresses people out and gets people in a bad fucking mood or like, I don't even want to leave my house anymore. I don't even have any morale. Like there's no morale at all. Like in, in my tiny little life and I'm in a small part of Oklahoma, the, I just have noticed the morale is way low like super low you know what's crazy i was watching a video um about and kelly you from being from st louis where are you at shayla i'm actually in canada so uh oh my gosh you know, this is so I, cool. I don't have much so we have florida have canada to- oklahoma yeah. and st louis so i don't have much <laughs> to add about the georgia guidestones because i honestly only just heard about them today <laughs> so- <laughs> No, that's okay. That's okay. But it just it sucks because it's like mass shootings or this or that. It's always something to get you like out of your blissful state of mind. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Julia. So on my walks, I go for walks a lot. I inadvertently ended up at our government building um, downtown. Right. And, you know, I didn't think much of it. I'm walking, doing my thing. And I start seeing people with signs and I'm like, okay, okay, not thinking much of it. And then I read some of the signs and I realized I inadvertently showed up at the abortion rally that was going on in Canada. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh God. (laughs) I stuck around for a little bit and I was kind of just curious to see how it was going to go. And I waited up until, oh, uh, they brought an MP, which is essentially a member of Canadian government's different terms here kind of thing. So she comes up and she says, 
you know, this happened in the States, this is going to happen here, we need to fight for our rights. All these conservative politicians have said that they have not made any responses, and that's true. The government here has been kind of, you know, lackluster on it. Trudeau said he will always allow abortion, so hard to say. It's not really as polarizing of an issue in Canada as it is in the, in the States. I would say for the most part in Canada, they kind of leave abortion mm-hmm. alone. Like it's legal. It's yeah. going to stay the same way. Right. So I listened, I listened to these women talk. Right. And of course they say people with uteruses and they say their pronouns and all that stuff. And uh, they brought on this member of parliament and she says, you need to vote for us because we will protect this or whatever. So it's essentially mm-hmm. just polarizing and being like, vote for us right so it's you know you just see the tactics already right and then pretty much at that point I had to leave I'm like this is dark here (laughs) I didn't I didn't want (laughs) to I didn't plan on showing up there I ended up there uh tried to get some maybe it was meant meant for you to just go and observe never an accident never an accident yeah but I will tell you it's such a it's such a weird feeling sitting there right you see people like rallying and they're cheering and things like that for the speakers and I'm like man every single one of you you guys would turn on me in a second if you knew what my opinions were right yeah. <laughs> right and it, it's right. like yeah. a fucked up feeling I, I will say right it's like no one in here agrees with me right and I kind of looked to see if I did see you know a group off to the side or something that was rallying against these people of course that wasn't the case right and then I live in a fairly big city so they went and you know they took their march down one of the busiest roads down in downtown right kind of thing and I was like can't do it I was there for maybe 25 minutes well, yeah me- but I mean it's hard to find people who are like-minded it's even harder to find females who are like-minded exactly. who are willing to talk about this stuff so that's why I think this is so important and so needed because I just listened to an episode of Monday Night Master Debaters and I could have went the rest of my life without knowing how many loads Davy and Ryan blows a week. Like, <laughs> oh God. Come on, you guys. Like, that's crazy. But so, like, Kelly, what was the thing that woke you up and you're like, all right, done with the bullshit? Well, you know, and I, this will, I'll kind of stem off of what we were just talking about. Like, because I don't, get go too far with my real opinions on social media because as a teacher I just have to be careful I've already gotten in trouble many times yeah for sure anonymously for people you know whatever complaining about the things that I post so but it's funny because I've got friends on both sides right and I made that fourth of July post well it was my fourth of July post and it was basically like um you won't find happiness in a relationship until you, because happiness doesn't come from a relationship. It comes from overthrowing the government, like something yeah. simple like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's funny because I've been all these people fighting for so long, you know, on, on the page or seeing all this stuff. And then, I mean, over 200 people were commenting and liking it both sides. I'm like, you guys, this is it. If only they would get it that if we mm-hmm. can unite and stop the infighting, then we could win. You know, we could stop them. It all comes from us working together, you know? Oh, um, absolutely. That is a hundred percent true. So sure. what woke me up, I mean, I would say partial because it took COVID was really the, the push through the door. Absolutely. That was the kicker. but years ago I watched um zeitgeist so I can't remember how many years ago it was I don't know if you guys saw that documentary there's three of them but the first one basically that's um, what woke me up (laughs) I remember the night that I watched it I remember the night that I watched it I was in ninth grade and I don't want to interrupt you but I was in ninth grade I had just gotten done with band camp 
And one of my friends was like, hey, I got this. It was like, it was, I'll tell you what it was like. Like in the movie, The Ring, where they're passing around that VHS tape and they're like, I got this secret tape and nobody else can (laughs) watch it. And and so she gave me this freaking DVD with the zeitgeist on it. And I took it home. I watched it. And I was like, my whole life has been a fucking lie. (laughs) (laughs) That was it. That was it after that. And I mean, it really goes through a little bit of everything where you're like, first of all, all the religions are connected through the stars. And it's this story that the stars are telling us. And I was like, holy shit balls. This is all making perfect sense. And then when it got to the 9-11 part, I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. So 9-11, so that woke me up to 9-11, which I kind of started going down the rabbit hole of 9-11 that I knew the Federal Reserve was a bunch of bullshit. Um, But I didn't know that all of these people were working together behind the scenes for this master plan until COVID. And then it was like, okay, wait a minute. And then the podcast and the books. And after that, it all came together. The plan really backfired on it because it gave people a lot of fucking time to listen to podcasts (laughs) and a lot of fucking time to watch videos and and digging into stuff. Man, it backfired on him big time. Cause I'll tell you what first got me was zeitgeist years, 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 years later, here we are 2020 COVID hits. I find tinfoil hat. That was my first podcast I ever listened to ever on conspiracy with tinfoil hat. And then I found from tinfoil hat, this dude called mouthy Buddha And he was posting all these videos about the pedophilia rings, about Tom Hanks, about all that. And I was like, oh, my, like, you'll never look at it the same after that. Mm -hmm. You'll never look at it the same after that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, once you realize that there's a group at the tippity toppity tippity toppity and like everything that we see is just it just is a trickle down from that. And they're all into like the pedophilia stuff and they're all like, it's a form of currency to them. And if you want to be a part of the big boys club, you got to do all this disgusting, gross shit. And then you start looking around you and you're like, it's everywhere. It's fucking everywhere. Literally everywhere. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I don't know if you guys follow Whitney Webb. Um, She was in, was it Chile and had been living there with her son for a while. And it's like, I got to get out because the, restrictions were just getting so intense. Like old people weren't even allowed in the grocery store if they didn't have their backs, but she is an amazing investigator, independent researcher. And she just wrote a book. It hasn't come out yet, but it's something called like black, the currency is blackmail or something like that, where she is mm-hmm. just deep diving into how that's how it, that's how it happens. Like if you want to be elevated in that world, you do something terrible, they blackmail you with it. And I think some of these people maybe not don't even want to do what it is that they're doing, but they don't they don't care. They're willing to do it to elevate themselves. And then because they have to right, they have to pay the fiddler. So Shayla, I want to hear from you, madam. Yes. What woke you up? Okay, so mine's a little little interesting. So um, I, uh, in high school, I will say, is kind of slowly when it started. And I had a deep interest in politics. And I think evolving from politics is a natural thing to end up getting into this type of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I met my current boyfriend. We're high school sweethearts. We've been together for almost eight years. And me and him, 
basically had the same standpoint. I was always a little bit more on the conservative side. He was like basically a communist, but he was even back then, I would say an amateur conspiracy theorist. And politics started to change kind of thing. Not long after I turned um, 18 was when Justin Trudeau was elected. So I will say. Sorry, my condolences. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you ever see my photo with him? I actually met Trudeau. Is wow. he stiff like a fucking wax dummy? Because that's uh, what he looks like. Well, his eyes did not <laughs> shift from what I saw. Uh, <laughs> but mm. and, but but he, that was a big thing, right? And I will I will say in and around that time period, probably between 2014 and 2016, obviously that's, you know, you started to see the cancel culture and things like that. And I started to notice this shit. And I actually worked for the Liberal Party briefly at that time. And that is why I met Trudeau. So seeing how, you know, my associates and pe- people, the politicians all would be like, oh, it's okay when Justin Trudeau does it. But when Stephen Harper, who was the prime minister before Trudeau does it, you know, that's a crime. That's this, that's that. Right. And then uh, the Trump, sh- the Trump shit happened. That kind of woke us up a little bit. And then I would say probably by 2018, me and my boyfriend were fully woke. <laughs> and also it happened, you know, spiritually as well, too. We went to Catholic school and he had the more atheistic standpoint. Too. Yeah. Catholic school is a little different in Canada. It's not private. It's like, it's just mm. public Catholic school, but, uh, mm went through 12 years of that right and I did have a detest for Catholics at that point leaving because there was some kind of fucked up shit they did do to us I would say one being that you know they made us do confession and being locked into an office with a preacher asking you to watch porn whatever it may be right like that's kind of fucked up right and you know if if my mom is here she could tell you even worse ones because back sometimes in her day it was nuns right nuns were ones that taught and stuff like that too right so you know, that I left kind of disliking Catholics, being kind of apathetic about religion. But obviously, I, you know, I, I dug deep into conspiracy. And then, you know, heading out of that, obviously, always the spirituality aspect follows it, right? Mm-hmm. And I was lucky to get to share that experience with my partner, right? And when did Flat Earth come in? Flat Earth came in, uh, I'd say, I don't know, you, know, you never heard this story. I talked about this on a podcast before, Julia. But one day I'm in my bed sleeping, and I hear a video next to me and I kind of pay attention to it my boyfriend's watching a flat earth video <laughs> and basically the first thing I say to him and this isn't uncommon he listens to like a ton of the shit like on his phone while I'm trying to sleep and I turn over and I'm like turn that shit off and he's like oh I'm just watching a flat earth video I'm like I never want to hear a fucking word about it ever again whatever he you know puts his headphones on I go back to sleep right and then he slowly slowly started teaching me you know more and more things and you know I, I kind of here saw you are yeah, Miss here Flat I, Earth. and here I, we I'm are not, I'm not gonna post it you know I don't I'm not one to debate anybody about it but you know there's compelling arguments and that's all I'll say I feel like this is For a sure, safe dude. space though we're just going to you know respect each other's journey and just be happy that we're on one period that's my thing yeah well I would right. say like and so, we're yeah. awake it's something because... that kind of does fuck you up though, because I can't say like he, he's most definite, right? He's like, the earth is flat, you know, it's flat, right? You know, and I sometimes like try and think like, I, I can't just fully admit that I think that sometimes, you know, it's, it's always kind <laughs> yeah. of a, a struggle, right? Because, you know, it's, we're, we're space stuff's everywhere, right? You know, things like that, right? So, you know, it's not my conspiracy topic for sure, but you know, there's definitely some messed up shit with NASA. We can't argue that. Oh, absolutely. And Lola, 
What woke you up, sister? Mine is a little, well, mine, it's not really strange. It's definitely more spiritual, definitely probably all spiritual, um, but it kind of led to the political part and everything else. Um, it was it was 2020, it was COVID. But it, even before that, just to back up a little bit, um, and I, I was gonna, you know, Kelly from, I was gonna tell you, you know, since you're from St. Louis, I was uh, watching a video the other day. It was just some guy on YouTube that I watched that does a lot of research and he was posting a lot of stuff on the CERN. And I don't know about you, but for me, I, I wasn't awake, but something shifted to me in the world, I don't know if you guys, and maybe not um, Shayla in Canada, but you know, you were in America and you were in St. Louis and I was in St. Louis when Ferguson happened. That was after, that's still all over, the, that was all over the news. Kelly, or yeah. Ferguson, after Ferguson, something, because I'm very sensitive to energy, something shifted in the world. Nothing has been the same since Ferguson. That just kind of put a blanket on so much stuff to me. You know, and in my and and you know that was what ten years ago, I think. And I was watching a video, which is so interesting to me, where he said that's like the last time that something was done to it. I know they do things to it, but he was like, "Yeah, the last time," because they, they were talking about the arch in St. Louis being a portal for demonic energy and, and spirits. And oh, if you live, fuck! If you live there, you'll definitely be like something is something's wrong. You know, Kelly. Oh, Kelly, Kelly. I mean, I you don't even about- got there, Kelly. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there are. I mean, the the city of well, I mean, St. Louis has got everywhere. Some, has got some crazy shit, but I mean, I you know, in my bubble, the- it's fine. <laughs> he got Man, down I there. went and I've been stood up there. under that motherfucker. <laughs> now I'm really scared. I'm telling you, it's so crazy because I, you know, all, everybody liked. I hated going up to the arch. Something it was off, but I was just a scared kid anyway. I can't say I felt that because I went to, I went to St. Louis probably. 10 years ago ish me and my dad did a u.s road trip i went to like 13 what states was your time. experience nothing weird to it about hmm. me but again i wasn't i was quite young then i was only about 15 right. at the time i was ways away from being you know woke or spiritual or anything you know we found it cool like we went up in you know we took our photos right you know uh i was in all downtown of st it. louis i never thought of anything it's definitely I mean, if you stand, it's definitely cool, you know, but I don't know. It was just something when I was a kid, I, you know, just chucked it off as maybe it was. Oh, I was def- but that's cool though. That's a cool theory though. That, cause it's so huge and it's so like, no offense well, Kelly, but like almost in the middle of nowhere, like why, yeah. why say the architecture and the, and the guy gets down to the date it was posted. It's all Mason, all Mason shit. I'm sure. And, and the, I'm tell, I'll send you the link. And if you guys okay. want it too, I can send it to you. He was just kind of going over it over three days. But anyway, that's kind of when me, like something changed in me too. Cause I, I mean, I didn't know it then you call it depression and you call it, you know, life is really hard or whatever. And so life just, everything just seemed, it just got heavier and heavier and heavier to me in the world, energetically and in my life and personal. So the tipping point to where this blasted me away. Like I woke up kind of overnight kind of thing, but all of this was kind of leading up to it and I didn't really realize it. So I guess I was kind of waking up and feeling the weight and and didn't know what it was and called it something else. And, you know, everything that we just, we are taught to label it as. And so, but yeah, 2020, it, it was, it was, everything was just so heavy energetically with me 
Yeah, it was like a tipping point for for on like a global scale. <laughs> it was like a tipping point like, on a global like, scale. There's been virus like this. What is what the fuck is going on? You know what I'm saying? Like it was really kind of just kind of unsettling. And honest to God's truth, and this is why this even got me more spiritual and like super fast. But it's always been in me. I've always been the weird one and the the one that believes in angels and you know all the. Um, and that's why I'm glad you guys are all like the weirdos like me. So you get this kind of stuff. I believe in but, angels a hundred percent. I just oh had a gosh. reading with a psychic. I have angelite <laughs> on my wrist right now. This is angel. I mean, oh, it is <laughs> crazy. Well, but yeah, like 2020 yeah. was, you know, of course COVID. And I was just like, I was rejecting all of it and no lie on my birthday. My birthday is March 17th and 2020. That's right. When everything was, I even made a joke about it. I was like, well, the Lord gave me a pandemic for my birthday and a wrinkle on my forehead or whatever. You know, I'm like, what the hell? On March, on my birthday, I came up, well, you don't randomly come across stuff. And that's when I came across a video and the title was um, the 3D matrix crumbling and events on the world stage was the title. And it was, and I clicked on, it was this, it was this cute woman. Um, I had no clue who i I didn't even, I wasn't even a YouTuber. I'm a, I'm a remote CNN, whatever, you know, I'm flipping through the news. I don't even know what led me to YouTube, but I, I click on it and she's in Egypt and she's talking about stuff that I, but I was so drawn in and I was, I was resonating with everything she was saying since finding her like to kind of, it's, it, it gets, but I mean, I've literally, it was kind of like, I woke up overnight, something clicked in me. And, and I just got it. Like it, it was weird. It was like, it was, I guess I was trying to wake up my whole life because I've always been so sensitive to stuff in my soul, always rejected shit. And I was the one that I, I'll be the difficult one. Cause I, I'm, I'm not going to follow the trends because it's not sitting right with me, you know? So I've always been that person that kind of kicked off so much stuff. I literally, you, you got, I lost 200 pounds since 2020 wow. I've shed two people the food rabbit holes I, I didn't even have to go on it no diet has ever worked my whole life go down a couple of food rabbit holes after you're you're kind of awake there's your diet like I literally I it, it was it's it was really rare like I couldn't eat anything I got it and you know fast forward a year later I was in you know I, I moved out of I was in Florida and a month later, the lady that I randomly found on my birthday, I work for her now. I'm her admin on her social media. And, you know, I, I know her. She's a sister. She, you know, we have a soul family. But manifestation is real. My life has been nothing but magic since I have woken up. And yeah, it's it's been a wild ride. But it's been ever since Florida has been, that's another pack. It's been nothing but magic. I have peacocks come into my door like it's literally like I jumped another timeline you know <laughs> well I do have to say though and it's not to like because I think that's beautiful and I you know obviously it's very beautiful it's but I, I have people such don't a... just instantly change their views well no I mean I I struggle every single day to find why the fuck I get up every morning and I don't know if it's just because I'm so cynical about everything but it's like Working an eight to five, and when the fuck did it become eight to five? By the way, because it used to always be nine to five. Now <laughs> it's five, fucking right? eight to five. 
they used to what pay you for your lunch and then they were like fuck that eat your lunch yeah. on your own fucking time bitch so yeah. now it's eight to five right i'm seven every morning <laughs> man every morning my alarm goes off and i'm like i do the same goddamn thing every single day and then it's like seeing the craziness in the world, working full time, not finding any fulfillment or enjoyment out of my job because it's not my job itself, but it's just like, how the fuck do you break out of this cycle? And how the fuck do you find joy when all you do is eat, sleep, work full time. And then you have eight hours at work and four hours to do what you want to do at the end of the day, which for me is podcasting. That's what I find fulfillment and enjoyment in. But it's like they put you in a system that by the time you're 50, you're broken down or have fucking Alzheimer's or you're just sick well, that's and tired and just want to die. And like, that's on purpose. This yeah. system of eight to five every day, doing the same thing every day, the repetition, never finding any type of fulfillment because you don't have time to. Right. So it's a it's literally I mean, Kelly, what do you think about that? I mean, I because I know you have a job kind of like and Shayla, you do, too, except for you get the summers off. No, I work the summers. (laughs) No, Kelly does. does. I'm I'm lucky because I love my job and I get tons of time off. I get I get the week off at the house, so I won't go into all the time I have off. It's a lot. But I know what you mean. And I think that this it's a slave planet, like it's a slave planet system. But what I, what I always remind myself is that we chose this life. We've made this Mm -hmm. choice to be here and whatever, however it is that you, whatever you need to change to make it so that you're happy and you're making the best of your experience, you have to do it. And I think people, when they take a big risk and it's like, oh my God, what I really want to do is get property and grow my own food. And I won't need to work so much. Every time someone does that, you know, it seems like it turns out well, you know what I mean? It's like more time because obviously we all know what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be connecting with nature. We're supposed to be connecting with our families. You know, it's the whole feminist movement is a fucking psyop in order to, for them to make more money and to detach us from our families. I mean, but for me personally, I get, I'm able to recharge for three months in the summer. So I'm lucky, you know, if I was in a situation where I was working that 40 hour, I don't know. I I would probably already be like, I got to get some property and get, and get out. Yeah. Yeah. And Shayla, you work nine to five or eight to five. Don't you? I work, uh, I work seven 30 to four. Yeah, so, worse. You got to get I up work, even earlier. I work a pretty monotonous job. That's what I'm but, saying. And then consider yeah. the time the, the time you get up to get ready. So the travel time, you're exhausted before your eight hours. Then you do the eight hours. Then you get the couple hours to go home, to settle down, to go to sleep, to do it. Literally, it's like it, it's you're on autopilot. That literally, I could not, I, I couldn't function. I was, I was done. I was done. I didn't know. And, and I cried out to God. I was like, what do you want me to do? And literally, like, it, I called it the best birthday gift. It literally gifted me, me my life back, randomly stumbling on a video and finding, you know, spiritual guides that that I resonated with, that taught me how to get out of exactly, you know, what you're talking about. And it resonates. You got to find what resonates with you. You know, that helped me. I didn't go to therapy. I don't, I don't trust them. I, you know, this these people on YouTube that I've <laughs> yeah. never met that aren't asking me for shit that I just randomly found have changed my life. It's been nothing but magic since 
meeting. I'm not trying to plug them. This is a genuinely my story. No. Yeah. You that's know. why I, I would hope that everybody at some point in their life can experience breaking free from the matrix in a way. But it's like Kelly said, it's like, it really feels like a slave planet. It really feels like they, they drain every ounce of energy out of your body so that by the end of the day, you have nothing left in you other than being able to either take a well, quick then, and walk. Well, then all the shit or, that's in the food that right, drains right. your energy. That's what I was going to so say. You can so take much, a quick they walk. They want all of you. Eat, they want every bit then, of you and your soul. Yeah. And I used to be that person that was like, after work, I'm going to the gym. Or after work, I'm going to go do whatever, get my hair done, get my nails done. I'll do this. I'll do that. And then like over time, I like find myself like, I don't even care about getting my nails done. I don't even care about getting my hair done because it's like the older I get, the less energy I have and the t more tired I am. It's like, yeah. I don't like to go out on the weekends as much. I don't I'm, like to. I'm actually the opposite. I'm actually the opposite of you, Julia, completely. <laughs> but you, you know, found more energy. Well, you know, I've gotten healthy, right? You know, I've lost 80 pounds. So, you know, I have nothing but energy, right? I was diagnosed with sleep apnea back in 2021, early 2021. And yeah, I would nap on the couch all the time. You know, now I have damn near unlimited energy. So, you know, damn, I do like, not, I would say I also, I, I moved I, somewhere where I wanted to feel like I can go to work and feel like I'm on vacation any day I want to. And that mm. has raised my vibration. Literally, I wake up happy for no reason. I, I draw my blinds. I see a palm tree. My day is set. So <laughs> I'm easy to please, yeah. you know? Yeah. No, I mean, everybody has to find like something that brings them joy and like something that brings them fulfillment. And ever since I started the podcast, I would like before I started podcasting, I would say my happiness level was at like a solid four. And now I'm like at a seven or an eight most of the time because I have something to look forward to. Right. And a lot of the time when people lose that thing that they can look forward to, you, you're, I mean, that's when you get pharmaceuticals involved mm. because they're like, I need an antidepressant. Mm. I need this doctor to tell me why I don't want to get up in the morning anymore. I need someone to fix me because I don't know what's wrong with me and what's wrong with them is that they've lost the fire and the lust for life, right? And there's no pill, there's no doctor that can fix it for you, right? I mean, that's essentially what it is. Yeah, you and, got it, Julia. You're 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 preaching. You got it. <laughs> well, no, I mean, and it's it's it sucks because a lot of this has been like trial by error because I was in high school, really depressed high school kid. And they put me on all kinds of pills and some of them made me so tired. I couldn't get up for school in the morning. And it was like, so how's this helping me? <laughs> like now I don't even like, I can't even get to school on time. And it was just, I so I was like, no more pills, no more pharmaceuticals. I grow up, you know, I, now I have this, you know, nine to eight to five job or whatever. And I kind of can feel when it's creeping back in on me and I'm like, all right, I need to fix this for me. I need to find the thing that's going to make me feel like, okay, I'm I'm excited about tomorrow. <laughs> That's like the thing that you have to have is like that one thing you can look forward to tomorrow, the next day, the next day, the next day. And 
I'm on, and I hate to say it, guys, I'm on birth control pills, and it's the last thing I need to kick out of my life so I can be completely free of this. And I don't know that my depression isn't caused by the birth control pill. Oh, girl. I sometimes think that, too. You know, Julia, I was on a birth control pill several years ago, um, and it was recalled about, I don't know, four months after I went to the doctor to switch for it for that reason. I was severely depressed, severe mood swings, an uncontrollable temper, right? And I think I was, I don't know, 18 at the time, 19 at the time. My mom fucking hauled my ass to the doctor and she went into the room with me and she'd mm-hmm. like, do something like this isn't normal. Right. And they take me off that birth control pill and put me on a different one, which was fine, which I was on that one for a long time. Um, but yeah, that original one I was on was recalled later, about six months after I was on it because it was making women depressed. that's why that's why it makes me nervous though because the one they have me on is a brand fucking new one (laughs) i mean you gotta read i think we already talked about this but kelly brogan who is a fucking amazing traditional psychiatrist who woke up and she is a hundred percent success getting women she focuses on women in her practice off of every pharmaceutical and when we're talking people who their family for their entire life has had them in and out of psych wars because they're so screwed up for a variety of reasons from trauma or from the overload of pills and you, she can do the reset to get you back to normal, but she goes down the the birth control. I mean, it screws you up in so many ways. I mean, yeah, I would definitely try to embrace the whole get off of it and try to embrace. I think that could be a big part of what you were just talking about with not feeling like yourself, not feeling happy, get off those birth control. And there's, I think there's also something beautiful about knowing your, knowing your cycle. Like I've been, especially with this whole Roe v. Wade thing, I'm seeing all these really beautiful spiritual people talking about how we've been so disconnected from understanding our cycles and understanding, you know, tracking and really paying attention to your body and really paying attention to um, when, when you need something or when you should avoid something. I mean, it's, it's so true. Like that, that's what they should be teaching us when we're young. Well, not yeah. about, you know, I all, heard all of bullshit. I heard there's even, uh, there's parts in your cycle and I was never told this, that, you know, there's times in your cycle where you should actually like, you know, start eating more carbs. Cause that's a great time where you have energy and things like that. And then there's, you know, time in your cycle where you'll actually burn more fat. So maybe those times, you know, fast or work out more, whatever it may be. Right. So like, that's kind of interesting things that you're not, you're not taught. Right. And you know, you don't, I think maybe it was meant to be for us to have this conversation too, because I'm, I'm always, I'm always teetering the fence between I've taken it for 20 years. Right. So why would I stop now? Because I don't want to get pregnant and I don't want to have six periods a month because that's originally why they put me on it. Right. Which was probably just my, 14 or 13 year old body adjusting to having a period in general but my so mom your took body's it as gonna like have to probably readjust if you do you said you've been on for 20 years you'll have to give your body time you might definitely I can't imagine you know coming off of that for 20 years and and what you know so so give yourself some grace and time and you might feel out of whack for a minute but yeah yeah stop you'll I, I really think you'll feel instantly better I mean the less stuff that like Kelly's your health girl, but I just know from losing weight and the less stuff I put in my body, the, I literally, the better I feel. I have a smoothie a day. Well, I mean, this is like, my stomach has probably shrunk too from losing so much weight, but 
I, I drink my smoothie a day. I have one meal, whatever I want to eat, which is usually something like, I don't know, like a, a six inch sub. Like I can't eat more than like a kid's meal anymore. And I'll get some popcorn or some fruit. I might post it on Facebook. And that, that helps you feel you like, you'll start to notice like, holy shit, food is energy. You know, like all the bad mm-hmm. habits that I had for so long and having kids and cooking three meals a day and I'm full-blooded Italian. So I got the juicy jeans and you know what I'm saying? But it is, it's, it's, it's been a life changer. Like you'll feel so much better, Julia. You'll feel so, so, so I better. don't know why I'm scared to quit it. Or maybe that's just what it, no, in, it that's a lie. It, like, Fear is a lie. Well, and I think maybe that's a side effect of taking them for so maybe. long as you're like, I have to have them. Right. Or I'll be a psycho person. (laughs) You know how they make you feel. What's what a scan is it too, right? That women can technically only get pregnant, you know, a few days out of the month, yet we're required to take a pill every day. Right, 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 right. That's a good point. And I mean, they that was a really good point. What were you saying, Kelly? There's wonderful women, whether it's doctor, holistic or spirit guide people. There's so many people that I see on social media that are wonderful guides for women who are trying to understand their cycle better. And it really is as simple as that. If you're tracking the days and paying attention, which is honoring your body, you're honoring your body by paying attention and you're, gosh, and your body's just going to love it so much that you're getting all of the, those bullshit synthetic hormones and crap. I'm out telling of there, you, you know, yeah, it's a game changer. And you know, one of the things it is, and one of the things that also scared me and why I've been thinking about it so much recently is they said my mother's breast cancer was caused by her doctor keeping her on birth control pills until she was 57. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. I'm reading that in my my book that I keep posting so much. I'm sure I'm driving everyone crazy. The geoengineered transhumanism. It's that's facts. I mean, that's facts from studies all over the world for so many years that they're the breast cancer is coming from the birth control. Well, what do you think about like, cause here's another thing too. And that, you know, basically statistically now, most women who have polyovarian cyst syndrome are like 20 year old women that it's like a freaking epidemic, right? Damn that you said that before and it blew my mind. Our our last episode that's not out yet that we recorded. Yeah. So, so women use the most products too. That's exactly what I was just, but it's especially, it's especially an epidemic now, I would say for, for young, like younger women now, like you see it all over. It's super common. You know, I've been tested for it more than once. Right you know, like that's pretty fucked up that, you know, the amount of young women that have cysts on their ovaries. Right. And sorry, I don't have, have I don't, I don't, but my mom actually, uh, my mom, very young age, like 26, 27, my mom actually had cervical cancer. Do you, do you want to know what, how I know what you're saying is true? And this is a setup is because the last time I went into the doctor for a wellness checkup, I just wanted my blood done to see if all my levels looked good, whatever. They tested my blood to see if I had whatever causes uh, ovarian cysts. And they said that I had it. And I better stay on my birth control pills. Yeah. Combat it. (laughs) Yeah. No, but like, why is it like, like cysts in your ovaries? Like, 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 that's a pretty serious thing. Why is this? Like, how sinister is that? Like, I'm just sitting here thinking like... and also like, you know, I'm pretty cynical with this too, because it's, um, you know, if me and me and Julie have talked about this quite a bit, I'm very critical of, you know, the fat movement and things like that. Right. Cause I was like, I was very heavy too. I've lost a lot of weight 
And, you know, it's kind of like, oh, well, polyovarian cyst syndrome makes you fat. So thus, this is why I'm fat, right? And, you know, it can't be anything to do with your diet. It can't be that they put, you know, chemicals in tampons, right? Nobody even thinks about that. Oh, yeah, they do. I've, uh, yeah, like there's um, apparently, yeah, tampons and the pads and things like that actually can make your symptoms worse. And, you know. So what do you. What? All right, let's just have a real talk right here. And fellas, you can tune out or fuck off. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> we what do you think we should do about that? Track. Well, I've actually <laughs> the so, cups. Uh, cups are a good thing. I actually sewed before. I sewed um just like reusable menstrual pads with fabric and stuff. And because a coworker of mine actually said she used those and she used a cup kind of thing. And the thought was initially quite gross to me. And a lot of people were, it's like, oh, gross. It's fat. But your, your flow actually is a lot lighter when you don't use those chemicals and things like that. Like wow. barely anything. What you do you throw, think about these? All you throw organic. it in the washing machine. You throw it in the washing oh, right. machine and, and like, it's fine. Like and, how they used to do diapers and stuff. But what do you think about these all natural cotton tampons? Do you think they're a scam? I mean, I, that's what I use. I that's use, what I use. It's I use organic tampons. I don't, and I haven't like investigated. Obviously I don't, that's beyond my reach to like, to see if, if they're honest about them being organic, but Costco actually sells the big bulk pack of organic tampons. And that's what I use. And I mean, my period has been the best it's ever been from the drops, you know? So I'm hoping too, Julia, that that will help get you back to a, to a bet to balance, you know? I know it will because it took my uh debilitating migraines away from when I would have my period. So if I stopped taking the pills altogether I and stayed up with my drops, I feel like it would have a bigger impact on it. But since we're talking about gross stuff, <laughs> Kelly, can you please tell the listeners they need to drink their own urine? I won't tell the listeners to drink their own urine, but I will (laughs) tell them that they should read books about it because it's fascinating. And I've read two. And Julia, how many have you read one? I've read one. And then I did some just like Googling stuff on it. And then I had Kelly, I'm going to let you finish, but I got to say this. Yeah. I had my cousins on to do like a kind of like a, a part two for my haunted history episode where they talk about like their ghost stories and stuff. Yeah. And one of my cousins goes, I just finished the episode with Kelly about the urine drinking. And she said, there's a lady in my office and she's she's quite old and doesn't have a wrinkle on her face. And she always told me to soak my face with my first morning urine. And I laughed oh at her. God, there you go. It was, like, it was so crazy when I heard that episode with Kelly. And I was like, well, we're about to do a round table. Now we got to talk about it. Well, see, I have a, que- <laughs> actually, I have a, que- I have a question for you then, Kelly. So I uh, recently, um, I've had a few family members diagnosed with dry eye disease. And I thought I heard you guys say something. And I'm kind of having issues too right never enough eye drops kind of thing I thought I heard that that actually also works you should put urine in your eyes as well is that true yeah I mean no I'm not an expert I've read two books and I've listened to two podcasts and I had so I'll just recap quickly I had a good friend of mine sister-in-law when I was young I was in my early 20s and she um, was from Spain and she would soak her face in urine she would use her morning urine to clean her nose, her ear. She brushed her teeth with it. And we thought she was fucking batshit crazy. And we were just like, hey, your brother's going to marry this chick with this urine all over her face. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. My but, son's grandma used to take his diaper and 
you know, when they had the little newborn baby bump, she, and I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, stay out of it, you know, and I stayed out of it and that shit was gone in a day. So, but synchronicities led me back to it. I listened to a podcaster. I love talk about it Two two podcasters. I love, and I had a book in my Amazon cart and then Julie and I have been experimenting with it and talking about it. And I mean, it cures everything you, you name it. It cures everything. I mean, you oh, see, that's going to be my new rabbit hole. I got to go down that. Oh way. yeah. This guy's like, he started off, his father was a farmer and on the farm, he learned all these techniques to help not just the people, the people, but the animals. And you could use the animals urine to help the other animals. And he was in war and these, all of his friends were dying of gangrene. And he was like, my dad, if my dad was here, my dad would tell me to use the urine. So he started doing these urine wraps and the people that he was able to put the urine wraps on their limbs, he would save them. They would live. And of course wow. the other people there were like, you know, get out of here. You're crazy. Cause right. even though he was saving them. And then eventually um, after the war, the people in the town would just come to him when their family members were like, okay, they said this is cancer and there's no hope and they're going to die. And he would literally bring them from, you know, years and years of doctors trying to save them to the most it would take is 30 days. And I mean, I'm not, I don't, he's like, if you consume every drop of urine and urine, you don't need to consume every drop of urine and urine fast, unless you're like sick. Like if I was sick, if, if I, I don't even go to a doctor and I'll never go back to a regular doctor again. So nobody will ever tell me you have cancer because I won't ever go to, to hear those words. So, but if I felt like I was sick, I would definitely do it because I'm not scared of it. I think it's, I know it's clean. I know that there's not going to be any harm coming to me from doing it. I just don't have the motivation right now because I'm, (laughs) but I've been, I've been doing the urine rubs. Like I rub it. I take a bath almost every night and read and I rub it on my body and I rub it on my face and let it sit there. And I feel like my skin is popping as fuck for real. I feel like, yeah. yeah. And I just want to just be gross for a second and say, it doesn't have a taste really other than it be salty. At least mine is just salty <laughs> the first morning. And you guys, I am a motherfucking G because I take it straight to the head. I drink Damn. it like a shot. And you are a G. I, you are it a G. smells <laughs> like crayons. Okay. It smells like crayons and I just cotton ball dab you know wherever chest back for my acne clears it and I leave it on in like probably like 45 minutes and then I take a shower rinse it off I left it on all day one day and it it's not that it got itchy or anything or burning but it broke up the makeup on my face because it's probably so like nutrient dense that it like my makeup would stick to it you know so I wouldn't leave it on all day just because I like my makeup to stay on good for eight hours at least. Mm-hmm. But I he even would sorry, recommend Julia. it to anyone. He even went as far as to saying that people who had um, who wore glasses when they would regularly put con- consume it and put it in their eyes that their vision would improve. People put it in had, their eyes. Wow. Yeah, people who had gray hair, people who were going bald, it would bring the color back. Their hair would grow. And my boyfriend, wow. my boyfriend thinks I'm crazy. And whenever I tell him this, he's like, well, I'm just going to start taking it straight from the source. And just, he's like, I'm just going to piss right into piss my, it right my <laughs> <laughs> The image of it just kills me. I just picture him like, pissing all over face and trying Here to- you go. Right. <laughs> well, that's the eyes. Oh. 
See, and I only asked about, because, you know, I have really dry eyes and I've actually read about that, that that's actually like an autoimmune disease. So I'm like, what, what's causing that though? Like what's making my body do that? You so should do uh, an experiment with it. Just small yeah, amounts, you know? Yeah, it's caused sure, by yeah. a lack of urine drinking. And I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you what else. It doesn't burn. I thought it was going to be acidic as fuck. I don't know why, but I always just assumed your pee is pretty acidic. So I got it near my eye, right? Because I'm such a pussy. And I was like, I'll, I'm not going to get it like in my eye, but like I'll get it close <laughs> to see. And so I kind of just like went right on my eyelid. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like it doesn't burn. Nothing weird happened. I was totally fine. And actually what it has done is I had these two really deep wrinkles right here under my eyes that I'd have to like put primer in to like make it look smooth. They're pretty much fucking gone. That's amazing. I love you oh, so much. Sassy. I love that you. I, I that's you my new rabbit hole. I'm I'm going down that one for sure. I just love that you were are willing to experience. Like I don't have one girlfriend. My girlfriends, one of my friends, like, oh, maybe I'll look into that. But most of them are just like, oh, Kelly and her fucking. You're crazy, crazy. yeah. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, Kelly and her crazy piss drinking. I'll say. <laughs> so, so Kelly, I'm I've been working my way on listening to most of Julia's episode. Yours is not one. I listened to, but I did hear about the urine. I'll, I'll listen to it now for sure, though. Uh, I did listen to, I think your one with Ryan, that was not long after that one, oh, okay. uh, Julia. And you guys talked about the urine drinking on that. And I remember when I heard that, I was like, what? That's crazy. And normally when I hear any conspiracy theory, I usually tell my boyfriend and he gets home and I was like, did you hear about that? He's like, yeah, isn't that crazy? I'm like, I'm the only one that didn't hear about the urine, I guess. <laughs> No, it's a real big uh, topic of conversation because they brought it up on Monday Night Master Debaters and Matt was like, hell fucking no, I'm never drinking my excreted urine. And then Ryan, and like, oh. like, Ryan brought up the story of that golfer and he was like, okay, that's a one and done. That's a one and done. I was like, no, you got to read a book, no. bro. That's fine. Don't look younger and be healthier. Right? <laughs> that's all I can that's all well, I can say. like you're being... I think the difference is like, I know we were just talking about the pads, right? And when I was sewing those, people are like, that's so gross. And I'm like, well, it's my own body, right? I think there right. is a difference to be said about that, right? Now, if you wanted to drink some stranger's urine, different story, right? Like different stories. Like if it's totally. your own, I could, you know, it's a little bit different, right? I think, you know? I think what's so awesome about it too, is I think your body makes it for you specifically, because I don't feel like I'd have the same benefits as if I drank somebody who like smoked and drank a lot of alcohols here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I drink a lot of water. I know what I eat all day. Like I'm prepared, whatever is coming out of my body. I've seen it go in. So I know what's coming mm -hmm. out. Right. <laughs> but if you probably smoke a lot or you smoke weed or something, it's probably drink one. A lot of alcohol, it's probably, yeah, yeah it's probably going to be, the smell is going to be stronger. Right. See, and I probably and could try it because I'm so particular about what I put in my body. That's now. what and I was going to say. I, I, have you... to, I have to yeah. taste the earth in it, like some fruit or some veggies. I have to taste that earthiness. And so, yeah. It, well, I mean, maybe Lola, me and you have to try it before we go on again and we can oh, talk yeah. about it again. I mean, <laughs> That's all That's of our homework awesome. is to <laughs> the urine test. And read oh, Julia. Julia gives me enough homework because me and her have a recurring <laughs> series on her show. So yeah, you guys are going to love it because me and Shayla are doing old Hollywood. So we're, oh. we've done Elvis. 
I did in Maryland, and then we got. I have to. Li- someone- I have to find you, and and I'm going to catch up on some episodes for you sure. You got to listen to my Maryland episode, and then me and Shayla just did Natalie Wood. And that's it who I was, was named awesome. after. My mom loved her, and that's why I was. Yeah, brown See, you're going to eyes. you're gonna have to. You're going to have to listen because. Oh, like not to you know toot my own horn but you know we brought the fire in that episode and it's gonna and it's a two-parter too so we did one Mm -hmm. whole episode we already filmed it last week about just natalie wood in general and then we're doing can't wait we're we're doing uh we're doing a part two soon and that's going to be about her death right so i got a lot of details about that Um, i'll have to send if you're interested in the book i read i'll i could should maybe send it to you afterwards it's a definitely fabulous book i think if you appreciate natalie wood you'll your mind will just be blown. Speaking of right. fabulous books, I don't, I don't know, Kelly. Have, have, have you guys ever heard or read um, the Mag- the Magdalene manuscript? Uh-uh. No. Have you heard it? You, you definitely. I definitely... did a whole two part episode on Mary Magdalene on did somebody you? else's show. <gasps> yeah, so I probably know everything. He's my other obsession. It. Marilyn Monroe and Mary Magdalene have been a weird. Well, so Lola, since you went. You went to Catholic school like I did, mm-hmm. right? right? I will say becoming, because like I would call myself, you know, Protestant now kind of thing. But mm-hmm. I will say a lot of the issues that I had with Christianity, I later figured out was just things exclusively the Catholics taught. And even now in my own studying, I'm starting now to just realize the vast amount of like, I don't know what I want to call it, like propaganda. Like oh my God, yeah. taught, right? Gaslighting propaganda. And, yeah, like... and, and one was definitely about Mary Magdalene like I my my grandmother she's not a Catholic she she's Lutheran but my mother's family was Catholic and uh I remember saying to my grandmother because you know I was reading a lot of the Bible I said there's nothing in the Bible that says Mary Magdalene was a prostitute and she looked me dead in the face that's a woman who, what bothered me but that yeah. is what got me fascinated yeah, and too. a woman I, that, who that, my grandmother to me my grandmother teaches Bible study she has read the Bible cover to cover five to six times so I'm like how'd you miss that part like how like I don't I don't get it right so even now being that, you know, I've studied it a lot since then, I'm still slowly finding the things I'm like, okay, this was the Catholics. This was the Catholics. This was the Catholics. Right. So Mary Magdalene is definitely one that she was just completely shunned and ostracized by the church. And obviously it's going down into even Protestant sects too, because like I said, my grandmother's a Lutheran, right. You know, and other, you know, it's kind of like just the narrative, right. That she was this whore, right. Or Scarlet. Well, I think I guess that was demonized. I think the it's first, to demonize the role of women in the church. Honey, that's yeah. what that's why you need to read. I'm gonna go grab it real quick so I can show you. It's twenty buck twenty bucks on Etsy. It is Mary Magdalene's version of who she was. Um, her and Jesus had a daughter named Sarah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the, the authors are they literal it's a channel. So they're they channel her. It is, it's mind blowing. And it literally, that was, and it's funny looking back as the Catholic school kid, I guess that was my first inkling that I was a conspiracy theorist because that was the first thing that jarred me into how is this, how are we learning about, this is my kid brain. And this is why I wanted to know more about her because it was almost like I naturally came to her defense because I'm like, wait a minute. Jesus and she was the one that that you know was at the end you know that we hear was at the end and you know put the shroud over his face and the picture of you know all the little kid imagery that we have in well all that stuff just stuck with me and for them to you know be loving and God for them to portray her as a whore 
it like jarred me. And the only thing it wanted me to do was learn more about her. Like I was infatuated after that. I'm like, why are they calling her? Oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It just didn't, it, I, re, I didn't like it. So, you know, fast forward to now and reading this book, it, it's a wonder why, you know, I've always been fascinated and super connected to her, but it, it is a must read. It literally describe. you know, she was basically prepared for Jesus as a child um, and trained in, in the school and the sex magic of ISIS. Girls, I'm telling you, it will blow your mind. I couldn't put it down. I read it in, in four, like the whole night. I could not. I'm going to have to check that out. I'm going to have to check that out. Cause you know, like the Catholics just taught us such weird stuff. Most of what I learned about, you know, most of what I learned about Jesus was what I learned as an adult. So it's kind of bizarre to think I went through 12 years of schooling in Catholic, went to religious. Oh, that, that, that just is the most yeah. bizarre. And I learned part nothing about, I learned next to nothing about Jesus. Right. You know, like how, like, why would be... oh, beautiful. Yeah, you know, I went to Catholic grade school too, by the way. I didn't tell you yeah. guys that earlier, but yeah. that's crazy. That's three of us. And I was, all it did for me was completely turn me off of religion, you know, until yeah. more yeah. recently. That... Now I'm interested in it, but I do want to pose the question. Like I went down that rabbit hole of Francis Bacon writing the King James Bible and that Francis Bacon also wrote all of the Shakespeare plays. Exactly. And I mean, what do you guys we, think you about that? Literally even the Bible, literally even the Bible. You know, because it, it, and it was all to, to shape, my, you know, to shape our opinions into what's happening now. And I mean, I just listened to that. I don't, I don't know a lot about like, it sounds like you guys know a lot more about um, that stuff than me. But I, when I first learned that Francis Bacon wrote the King James Bible and that he was he was this in, basically pushing forward this whole transhumanism thing, which our God would become science. They wanted science to become our God. You know, and, and the Catholic school didn't teach true Christianity, I, I will say, right? And whether, you know, like we can sit here and argue about the validity of the Bible, you know, I still think the words of Jesus are good words, whether he's the son Absolutely. of God or not, right? That's, oh my that's kind of my thing, right? You know, do I know, I just have faith that that, that is real, right? And, Absolutely. You know, the Bible is just so inaccurate. Like they take, they take out a lot of stuff of the Old Testament, right? I'm very fascinated by you know, Old Testament and and biblical history, like the book of Enoch and things like that. And that's a lot of things they just took out and they edited it. Yeah. And they edited it. Is that Nephilim? Is the book of Enoch the Nephilim stuff? Yeah. So, you know, they just, they distorted a lot of, a lot of things, right. And just, and simplified, you know, a lot of things. Cause I'm sure, you know, at 10 years old, if I was in classroom and they brought up the Nephilim, every student would have been just like, Hell yeah! You know, like, like why, (laughs) right? right. Why don't you teach us the cool shit? You know, like, why don't you teach us the stuff? Because you know, I think there's a lot of validity to our history that the Bible actually can, you know, explain, right? You know, like the saying, like, what came first, the chicken or the egg, right? And it's like, hey, well, you know, maybe the natural thing would be that God created the chicken, right? The very first chicken, right? You know, if you think of things like that, and you start thinking that most fucked up things of like history and how we even exist and how perfectly designed human beings are right that that's what led me to my faith that we are for sure of a intelligent design right because how oh, else could i believe we be? that too how else could we could we be right and right. a lot of what we know is a lot of what we're told about our history is lie we know a lot of what mainstream history is is complete and utter lie right and i think me and julia talked about this in our natalie wood <laughs> episode mm-hmm. how just you know when you look back you start to slowly see how they're kind of setting up for the current day right you know and we made a lot of connections about the 50s with that and you can go back even farther i think the plan was a long time ago whatever they demonize you got to go down you know what i'm saying whatever they 
what they demonize, you know, this, all of it, like Kelly said, the stars, it's all connected. And, and I think religion made Jesus into somebody that everybody I feel I love, like I, I try to be every day like Jesus. I want to be like a living church. You know, I want to do what he did. I want to see people and hear people and make, you know, I am love, love, love and light. Um, and it's, it's, you guys all, you guys are all probably star seeds. I don't know if you believe in that stuff, especially Julia. The more human issues we have, that's, we're not from here. That's my opinion. You know, we're from, we're from another place. And well, like Kelly said, I mean, I do, I do believe like everything is connected and I do find that more and more as I interview different people, because it'll be like something that's going on with me. And then the person I'm interviewing happens to mention it. And then it's like, it's going on with them too. Like I interviewed Nico from upstate unconventional podcast. And I go, you know, Nico, I don't know what it is, but I've been having really bizarre dreams lately. And I was like, it's like, I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like in a pool of sweat. And he's like, oh my God, I just had sleep paralysis the other night. Now I've been having crazy dreams. And it's like, whatever is like happens to be going on with me in that moment, the person out of nowhere that I decided to interview that day, it's like, it's going on with them too. Like when I started drinking the urine and putting the urine on my face and stuff. And then I had my cousin come on and she goes, Oh yeah, there's a lady at work. That's, that's told me for years to put urine on my face or like whatever it happens to be. And I had it on my mind for months and months and months to do a Marilyn Monroe episode. And then Shayla and I connect and she goes, well, I love old Hollywood stuff. I know about Elvis. Yeah, we did, I we know did about Priscilla. Yeah. yeah, and you messaged me and I said, okay, Julie, I can do these three topics. And when I said I could do Priscilla and Elvis, you were like right away onto that, right? And, and Because made... it was like, oh my God, I yeah. didn't even know she was into like this same stuff that I've been looking into. It's, but it's like whatever is meant for your path, whatever, whoever you're supposed to meet, whatever is supposed to be said between the two of you, it's like that opportunity always presents itself if for nothing else than just confirmation like okay yeah so i'm not alone in this world there's other people going through the same thing thing with me you took a risk you're out there putting yourself out there you did something brave and amazing and the god universe is paying you back and saying like you know yeah when you better yourself and you take a chance and you send that signal out just step back and, and and watch what happens It's crazy, too, because it's like I talk to Kelly every day. I talk to Shayla every day. And then occasionally Ryan and every other day, Davey. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like I'm making relationships and friendships with people I would have. And obviously you, Lola, I would never would have met you. And I know Kelly was like, oh, my gosh, you got to meet Julia. She's just like all the way. I was like, yes. Put me on, put me on. Yeah, but it's like you create these these friendships with people like on the other side of the world, like Canada, that you would have never met otherwise or... I'm like a 36 hour drive north of directly north of you. <laughs> <laughs> so wild to me. I know, I know. And I and I love it because like, you know, Canadians, like I'll say like I have a lot of people who are fairly conspiracy minded, but you know, you Americans do it the best, man. <laughs> yeah. All the way. There's a All lot of, America, a lot of America, though. You got Grimerica. Grimerica's pretty badass. Yeah, actually, <laughs> they, uh, Grimerica is about, I'm three hours north of them, so same okay. area. Oh, much. see, that's yeah. awesome. 
Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, that's the cool part about that, I will say, is just being able to connect with people from different countries. I was just saying to Julia yesterday, I was like, sometimes I'm surprised where like we talk and, you know, we, you know, have similar experiences. And then you, and then we started talking about the turtles. We started talking about turtles. <laughs> I mean, I'm so how sorry. Cool I made fun of her so bad too, because yeah, somebody uh, had posted like a video of a turtle, and I sent it to Shayla, and I was like, "It's just a fucking turtle," and she was like, "We don't even have turtles here." I was like, "Oh my bad, sorry." First time I saw a wild turtle was when I was in New York in Central Park. There is no turtles here, and Julie's oh, like, I, "What? They're every the creatures here." We got like, all Julia's like creatures. what turtles are everywhere and I was like not here man when we seen when I was when we drove through Texas and my dad saw a dead armadillo on the road we were like holy shit that's an armadillo I'm like I'm sad that it's dead but I've never seen one in <laughs> I've never seen have one. you guys ever seen or know what a turkey vulture is no yes Aren't okay so the- Lola we were just me and my boyfriend were watching we were stoned on edibles okay that's relevant <laughs> to the story and this lady that works at like a zoo or something like that she had this like little tiny microphone and she was like interviewing the animals right and we're stoned out of our minds we're <laughs> laughing our asses off right and then she goes to a turkey vulture and me and Fraser look at each other we're like what the, what fuck, the fuck is that <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck is that imagine a vulture the size of a fucking turkey and that's what that's what it is yeah and they come in packs like they're all over and it's crazy too I was at all these and there was like a pond or whatever and I'm turning it I was kind of lost I had my GPS on and I'm like what what the fuck like that's exactly what you say when you see these I'm like those look like black turkeys, and I turn and then so the they girl have them that all was, over. Tur- they have them all over Florida. Then well, it was they were uh, they were eating something. So if something was dead, and they were in like around yeah. the water, and oh I guess it God. was lunchtime, and I pulled over, I just to kind of to see it, and the one looked at me. I was like, "Hey, excuse me, enjoy your lunch." Have wait a, a second, <laughs> wait a second. But aren't these the vultures in the Jungle Book that sing "We Are Friends"? We are friends. No. I think those are regular vultures. (laughs) Those lying vultures. (laughs) No, just turkey vultures have like just like a a crazy looking head. I was very shocked when I saw one. So that's so funny that you bring that up. Can they sing in harmony? I don't know. I don't know. We have to see. (laughs) Like we have have to. It's funny though, because like how easy it is for us to like have a conversation and like talk about whatever and in my own life with people I hang out with, and Kelly could probably confirm this, it's it's almost something you have to keep quiet around the people that you would consider like, oh, well, they're my husband's friends and we go out to drinks or whatever. Or we go out to the movies and I always get like that little bit of um when they ask me what I've been doing, like, oh, I started a podcast. What's your podcast about? And you almost want to be like, Oh, it's like makeup and hair tutorials or something. Like you never yeah. want to come That's out. Funny and you say, say that. You, you funny you say that, Julia, because that first podcast I did with Ryan, my Priscilla Presley one, my dad listened to it, right? And he was, he was so proud, is what he said, right? He thought I did such a good job on that show, right? And I was like, okay, well, if you want to show it to people, fine, but maybe like, can you not show it to Grandma? <laughs> yeah like because you know what like ryan's ryan's talking me and ryan talked about some crazy shit a little bit there right so i'm like can you not Mm -hmm. show grandma like i don't i don't i didn't post it on social media much right like i don't really want 
people to find it per se, like people in my personal life. Some have a little bit, but it's not, scary. Not it's scary. I don't give a shit. I don't yeah, I gotta get to that point. Like, I part of I me, have like, no filter, like it or fucking leave it. Matter of fact, yesterday it broke my heart. Like, Kelly, I, I meant to text you about this, but yesterday, did you guys, was CERN, CERN was out of nowhere and I was I was ready for it you know this this bad energy but I felt it was going to maybe be down the line and yesterday I, I I wasn't ready and man just the the one person that was I never ever thought would go there and and turn into the part like it, it happened so I, I don't know did you guys feel was anything heavy or, or crazy for anybody yesterday not I didn't really notice no, anything. Really. I'm not like I don't I don't I don't pick up the those vibes like you do, I don't think, you know. Man. I don't know if it's related, but I took like a four hour nap yesterday. I woke up right in time to take a shower and go to bed. So I don't know and I never nap. I that's, never fucking nap ever. That's weird. That's especially four hours. Mm-hmm. I got home from work. It's like you slept in the slept until it was time to take a shower and go to bed but you know I have been working on I mean people say I'm gonna start a podcast or whatever but I mean and you guys can relate to this when you start researching something it takes a lot of your fucking time and energy and sleepless nights like staying up thinking about it or like whatever and it's like I put a lot of effort into this stuff and I've been watching Sabrina on Netflix, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, because it's all about Satan worship. They have blatant, obvious references oh, to like good. the Baphomet and Aleister Crowley. Oh, wow. And I've been that. watching these one hour long fucking episodes like back to back to back to back. And sometimes when you watch dark shit constantly like that, it does start to kind of like drain you a little bit. So I have to like step back and like watch something funny or like watch something. Yeah, I-, I agree with you, Julia. Like I was so I was off work for a while couple weeks and I I go for like four hour walks if I'm off man I put on my headphones and I go like sometimes 20,000 steps and you know I, I listen to a lot of a lot of podcasts I do and it gets to be too much sometimes like I finished like a, a history one where they were like a half hour I'm like sometimes you have to just listen to normal shit like sometimes you have to watch you have mm-hmm. to like turn you know I know like me and you Julie our conspiracy theory minds go 24 7 sometimes you you have to turn it off and you know oh yeah it calms you down a little bit I'll, I'll say because I'm I am a fairly regular like cannabis user with edibles uh we we love that about it because when you're high on edibles sometimes you can zone out on it but sometimes we actually like pick up on the stuff more often when you're high kind of thing mm-hmm. but you have sometimes I had to stop doing that because it's like okay getting getting high and watching whatever episodes and noticing the fucked up shit in it you know, like we went through a phase of watching like old South Park episodes, right? And we're like, they were saying this in 2002. Oh, like, holy yeah. shit. You know, because yeah. we're high, right? So you have, you, sometimes you just have to turn it off. And I'll say like, for, like Fraser for one, he's turned it off a lot lately. He's been, you know, diving into like diet stuff and things like that. And I'm happy for him. He was supposed to go on Ghost's show and Ghost accidentally uh, scheduled him on a holiday and he was out so he messages Frazier and he's like oh sorry I have to reschedule messages Frazier I don't know a week later I was like hey let's reschedule and Frazier's like you know what I'm I'm not really feeling it right now like I don't really want to go on a podcast right now right and I, I said to him I was like that's fair like you don't always need to dive into deep stuff you know I read a lot of fucked up shit sometimes you know read a shitty novel you know sometimes watch a shitty movie and not 
have that mind on 24 seven. Sometimes you just have to watch the notebook and have a good cry. And (laughs) sorry, what Kelly, what were you going to say? I was just going to say like, for me personally, I can't, if it, if stuff gets too dark and violent, I can't, like, I, I, I can't have, watch it anymore either. I can't I watch close my eyes or look away. Like I just, my, 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 whatever wants to protect me from it. Like I always have to turn away or I'll turn it off. Yeah. Like I can't, my aura cannot take too much darkness or violent type of stuff. That's just, that's just like who I am now, you know? Not well, me and Julia. We like the horror things. movies, right, Julia? Oh, we <laughs> do. We do. And that's exactly what I was going to say, Shaylee. You read my damn mind. So if we're on the note of horror movies and scary stuff and whatever, it is now time for the pseudo honorary question, <laughs> which would be, what's your favorite scary movie? But I don't know if Kelly or, or Lola watches scary Oh, I scary love movies. scary movies. Well, maybe you or Shayla go first. I know what mine is, but I got to remember, I got to figure out the name of it. Well, like, actually, Julia, name. I have a, one I forgot to say last time I was on your show. And that would have been... How did I forget my favorite horror movie? The one I actually left, fuck, oh, okay, I, I left with a, like, fucked up. My mind was crazy. I actually went to said movie with my brother and he was, he's my roommate right now, but he was actually living with his girlfriend at the time and she was out of town. He asked me to stay the night at his place that night because he was scared. <laughs> and that would be hereditary. I can't believe I forgot that oh, one. I can't oh, believe it. So that's did I see that one? Yeah, so that's my favorite of all time. That one is fuck. It's right up there with Insidious for me, and Insidious is like on my top tier of horror. Yeah, and Hereditary's right up. And I know you just went to the like because we both went to the Black Phone, and I will say, as for horror movies for a while, I leave a lot of them like not really thinking much about them after the fact and stuff. And I was like, you know, I left that movie too, not disappointed. And I would say hereditary was probably one of the last ones that i left like wow this was actually a good horror movie because it seems like most that of was a while ago wasn't hereditary a while ago that would have been yeah, like I 2018 was... i think yeah yeah okay. something like that i never even heard of it i'll have to look that one up i've oh, heard of it kelly. i think i saw it kelly drink some urine before you watch it because you're gonna need <laughs> to drink okay but i'll tell you right now black phone was 10 out of 10 for me would recommend kelly what's your favorite scary movie it was the conjuring i figured it out the conjuring because (laughs) that to me that's the scariest shit in the world and i think that i don't watch a lot of scary movies but it was like real it was like based on that this witch right that's me too the scary movies are the ones that are always based on real and for me and i'm gonna show my age and i don't give a shit and, but it was again from being from St. Louis was The Exorcist by far. Mm, that okay. shit. Oh yes, 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 yes. Because it happened, so I, and it happened where I live. That's why we talk about demonic portals. It happened in St. Louis, and then the damn exorcist happened. I'm telling you. I'm telling well, you. get this shit, you guys. Get this shit. Before this episode comes out, I'm releasing an episode I did on Ed and Lorraine Warren. I did a deep dive on those motherfuckers. And you are going to love it. You're going to fucking love every minute. Is that the couple from The The Conjuring? Yes. Annabelle, yeah. Yay! Yeah, 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 yeah. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love. It. I put a lot of effort into this one for you, you guys. So I hope you love it. Oh, I'm but excited. I gotta say though, Kelly, the second Conjuring was scarier than the first one. I disagree. <laughs> How can you not agree with that? With that fucking. Well, look, you know what else? You know what else was crazy as fuck was those hostile movies. Oh fuck! Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. Especially the one with the girls, like in the bathtub and. Uh, 
Those nope. high school nope. series, yeah. How were they not like X rated? I had to turn away. I couldn't watch that shit. But I, I wanted to watch it. I just couldn't watch it. You know. The, you, the you know what? You know what's so funny though with horror movies though is like you know I can watch somebody get like brutally killed, but if they show like them like killing a freaking crow, I cry. Why is that? <laughs> I can't take animal like, cruelty. I, I know yeah. they've like dehumanized us so much that the murder on screen's no problem. But if they hurt a dog, it's like, ah. <laughs> isn't that crazy? <laughs> Kelly, not even a dog. Not even a dog. I sometimes That's like. I, sometimes I cry if I see like an injured like bug, and I'm like, oh, he can't fly fully. <laughs> see, oh me, my god, Shayla. <laughs> Children, old people, animals. That, that those, those definitely are, no i can't do disabled. the hostile movies though i cannot there you know what i compared to that i also can't watch is like that movie where they get the vines all in them what the fuck is that oh, movie uh, where ruins? they go ruins, ruins the ruins, yeah, ruins. fuck that yeah, movie yeah. Ruins fuck the ruins it fucked okay. eli roth for terrifying me in that way <laughs> because all of his movies are dark and creepy like did that. you okay did you ever hear that Eli Roth quote where he said, he's like, the biggest compliment you could give to me as a director is if, you know, you say, I, I couldn't even sit through your whole movie. He's like, that's the best compliment. Right. Okay, okay, well, I just complimented it. the shit out of him because I could not, I could not, <laughs> I, I didn't even watch the Green Inferno one because I just couldn't, I was like, I already know what the other ones have been like. I can't do this again. I absolutely cannot. They, he, he takes it to like a, a realistic dark place, even more so than like demons and ghosts is like yeah, torture well, to death. I personally think the ghost genre is heavily overdone now. So that's why things Mm. like, you know, um, Eli Roth sticks out, right? Cabin Fever is a classic now as well, too, right? And that is, again, would be a fairly realistic situation. Hostel is a very realistic situation. And I would actually be... I would probably be. Well, they show us what they do in yeah. movies. And, yeah, and exactly. Hustle is that's when these I, billionaires bid on people. You, you know what I mean? That's you what, read my mind. That's exactly what they. That's they're capable. You know of doing yeah. that, right? Absolutely. You know, and and that's the thing. They tell us what they're doing. So if we do nothing yep. about it, it's on us, right? So, Dude, exactly. so the latest one is blowing my mind, which is the Minority Report, the predictive crime. Have you guys seen that? Like all the truthers are sharing it. They're like, well, predictive crime is here. Now they're going to start arresting people for crimes that they might commit because, yeah. you know, our algorithm. Well, they need to just go ahead and take me to jail then. Is that just a new take movie that I've been uh, hearing about? And I don't know if any of you guys have seen it, but it's it's not a horror movie, but it's supposedly amazing is everything, every, what is it? Um, Everything, wait, let me see shoot it's 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 about bear it's it's like the butterfly effect mk ultra parallel realities oh the butterfly effect fucked me up too that movie is oh, me too. That, that's another me thing too. what was it called i gotta i gotta see everything i watched everywhere. that in the fifth grade oh i can't get over the the one part where like the mailbox blows up with the like mom and the baby girl Ugh. there's <laughs> more called- than one scene in that movie that fucked me up yeah, it's, Every, it's really fucked everything up everywhere all at once is the Oh, movie. I think I've heard of that. Yeah. I've never heard of it. Okay. That's, I don't know. The- I need to see somebody sliced or diced. And I, I gotta be honest. I I really love horror. <laughs> Bitches get guys. cut. Yeah. <laughs> Me, you're the same page, Julia. <laughs> right? So what do you guys think of our first sugar spice and everything conspiracy? We killed it. Super I think fun. it was We're naturals. I love the yeah. vibe. Oh, yeah. Well, yes. So what's our homework? 
What was our homework again? Oh, you, guys drink our old manuscript. you guys need to read up on some R. Kelly and share your report yeah. when you get back. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that's what we have to do, Lola. We have to drink our own urine before we come back so we can. Yeah, that's we, the, that's we can the say thing. We did it. And rub it on your faces. On yes. Definitely. Oh, yes. And go ahead and everybody plug their stuff. Kelly, you first. Kelly Fitzchizzle on Instagram is the best place to find me or Facebook, whatever your preference is. And I love talking about natural health. So you can holla about the drops or just anything, anything. I love talking about natural health. Thanks, Julia. You're the best. You're the best. Cosmic Peach podcast brought to you by Kelly Fitzchizzle because now I drink my urine and I take my drops and I'm on top of the world. (laughs) (laughs) Shayla. Hi, you can find me on, uh, I just have my own Instagram account. It's Shayla Ben, S-H-A-Y-L-A-B-E-N. And, you know, I don't post a ton of crazy content on there, mostly some religious stuff and my weight loss journey. So if you want to watch me get thinner, check it out there. And then obviously check me out on your show, Julia, because I'm a recurring guest Mm -hmm. on your show and we're bringing some awesome content. So watch for that. It's remarkable. Definitely. Always a good time. Me and Shayla talking shit. Yes, and Lola, where can they find you if they want to just say hello? I am. I'm on Instagram, uh, Lola Monroe seventeen seventeen, all lowercase. Um, I'm on Telegram as Natalie R, but that's just pretty much for you know. D- that's really not a, a big one. Um, and then Facebook, I think it's Natalie. What am I, Kelly? Is it Natalie R? Because they the, the Nazis I'm, shut me down. I think you're still low. I'm still friends with Lola. I think. Oh, Lola Monroe. That's what yeah. it is. They yeah. they shut my big page down and wanted a passport for me to in 2020. Oh, they shut all my, my social media. Down. That happened to my boyfriend too. Oh. He got he got completely banned off of Facebook and he got the thing like it's, send in your ID. Yes. Yeah. It was like a uh, fake page, but uh, no. So yeah, yeah. and um, my boyfriend said Lola Monroe. Like, on Facebook, but a lot of people can't find me because I think they're hip to my shit and they shadow ban me and all that stuff. So I post a lot of spiritual stuff, funny stuff, try to try to keep it high vibe. And That's beautiful. All right. Thank you, everyone. And to the listeners, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you on the next one. It ain't a man's world. You go, girl. No more sugar and spice. And everything nice. It ain't a man's world. You go, girl. No more sugar and spice. And everything nice. It's a cheap thing. And it's all in me. I can be anything that I want to be. Don't consider me a minority. Open up your eyes and maybe you'll see. It's a cheap thing. And it's all